This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host, Mike Martinez, to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more on the world, in the world of physical education. What's up, Mike? Dude, I can't tell you how excited I am. I feel like normally when we do these shows, we chat back and forth about our school days or what's going on unit-wise or even family-wise. I don't know about you. I'm a little psyched about this one. I kind of just want to jump yeah. right into this. To give everyone who's listening a little bit of background information, uh, Mike and I have been kind of working the the phys ed conference scene for a couple of years now, whether it's our New York State conference, uh, Nat, you know, Shape America National conferences, things of that nature. I think I first learned about the sport, the game of spike ball, at the New York State conference, State conference two years ago, two years ago, yeah, maybe, two maybe years even ago. three years ago. And I met this guy in passing, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know who this guy is. I don't know how he got this job, but I like it. This guy is like, <laughs> he's he's literally playing for a living. He's bringing joy to people all over the country. He's introducing something that the minute you see it, you can't help but keep watching. And as soon as you get over that feeling, you want to figure out how can I do this Just as well. Jump in, yeah. Anyone who doesn't know what spike ball is, first of all, shame on you. But uh, you're about to have your recreational and educational world rocked at the same exact time. We've got Skylar Bowles on with us today, who is I, I think his middle name might be Spike Ball, actually. Skylar <laughs> Spike Ball Bowles. Uh, Skylar, thank you for taking a few minutes to chat with us today. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm just stoked to talk about spike ball and physical education as those are two of my biggest fashions in, in life right now and, and probably will be for, for as long as I live. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm from Northern California and, you know, I went to school to be a PE teacher and uh, I was probably going to teach middle school was, was what I wanted to do. And as I went through that, you know, process of, you know, learning physical education, I, uh, I found out about spike ball and, you know, something clicked to like, I, you know, could teach that sport. And, you know, I started writing lesson plans and started taking it to PE teachers, uh, you know, and the PE conferences. And it's just been, it's been crazy. I started playing tournaments and that's kind of how I got started. And it's, it's been a wild ride, you know, for the past five, five, six years now. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited for the future and like, can't wait to uh to see what's what's gonna go ha what's gonna happen for sure there, there's something so cool about again for those of you who are familiar with the conference scene as well usually there's a, a big exhibit hall or a vendor hall where different companies and organizations have products or things that they they want to introduce you to hopefully you'll pick up to bring back to your school spike ball is one that again you can't walk by it without picking up the ball and saying what is this how do i do this and grab a few friends and have an impromptu game right in the middle of a hallway. What's even more impressive, if you see Skylar and his buddies playing it, it actually stops people in their tracks. <laughs> you know what, screw the next session. I need to see how this game ends. And they just kind of check it out for 20 minutes or so. What, uh, Skylar, what is it that you do for Spikeball right now? Like, what, What's your role in this, in this dynamo? So my official title is Senior Community Development and Education Specialist. And uh, I mean, my job really in and of itself is to get people to play and to you know, really get spike ball into physical education. So whether that's teaching teachers or getting students to play, you know, two of my big initiatives are teaching as you know, many students to play and as many teachers to play as possible. So I go around to, you know, school districts and give professional developments to, uh, you know, teach the teachers, you know, all the different skill progressions and the curriculum that we have to teach around that. 
Um, and then I, you know, we have ambassadors that are huge spike ball fans all around the country. A lot of them are college students or, you know, age 20 to 30 or, or, you know, sometimes younger and sometimes older, and they love to share spike ball in their local communities. So the ones that really stick out, um, we have them go into the classroom and take over PE for the day. And, you know, those students then get a, you know, play around that for, uh, an hour and get a hands-on feel for the sport. And, you know, the teachers, you know, don't have to necessarily be an expert because this person comes in and, and, and does it for them. And so, you know, last year we, we taught 40,000 students and, and 4,500 teachers uh, through our efforts. And it's been amazing to have a, you know, big impact on the physical education community when, you know, if I was just a teacher, I'd be impacting my local community and this, this many kids, but uh, it's, it's, been, it's been incredible. 40,000, you know, no, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Just a drop in the bucket, yeah, right? Whatever. I can't tell you how huge that is because as a as a teacher, I know I usually try to shy away from units or lessons or things that I'm not that comfortable with or that I don't know that much about. I want to make sure I feel comfortable teaching it first before trying to teach my my students how to do it. If you can send somebody in, you know, an ambassador who can either teach a group of teachers you know, for every, you know, 10 teachers you touch, I mean, how many students are going to end up impacting at that? That's a, a huge exponential growth factor. So I think that's a, a, a great way of spreading the word through, you know, throughout the community, throughout the country. Now, how did you come into contact with Spikeball originally yourself? So I, uh, I was, you know, I, I was very involved in tennis at my college uh, at Chico State. I started the tennis club and, you know, it became a sport club and I was the captain of the team and, uh, then the coach at one point, and we were at a tournament, and you know we were as college kids do talking about different games you might play with adult beverages, and uh, we <laughs> talked about you know just a bunch of different style games with these guys from Cal Poly, and you know what games anything they play. you can play with one hand, right? exactly, <laughs> exactly, and uh, and there you know what what games are different here, and what games are different here, and have you played this game, and this is a great beach game, and talked about spike ball, and the person tried to explain it with four tennis balls uh, on the ground as the players, a racket as the net, and then another tennis ball as the ball. And he tried to explain it and visualize <laughs> it. And as somebody who's, you know, you know, who plays with balls and games all the time, like I, I feel like I can get games pretty easily and I, I couldn't understand it. Maybe it was the way he explained it. <laughs> Something intrigued me. So I, I Googled it on the drive home. It was like a six hour drive and I saw a video and, and, you know, I saw that, you know, you could play 360 degrees and I saw somebody hit like a fake shot and I was like, oh man, I, I love deception. Um, so I bought it right then and there. I never played it. I saw a video and I bought it. And uh, that was, you know, one of the best decisions of my life. And I still remember, you know, the first time I played it, we were waiting to go on a camping trip up to this guy's cabin. And I'm waiting to get the spike ball set. And the, the mail comes at like four o'clock at my dad's, dad's house in my neighborhood. And it was probably three o'clock we're supposed to leave. And I go and I get on my bike and I ride around the neighborhood looking for the mail truck. And I finally find it. And I say, hey, you know, is there uh, a long box that says spike ball on it? Uh, I'm really looking for it. And I'm ready to have my ID out, like, to prove who I am. And, she, and I was like, she just handed it to me. And I said, yeah. Oh, she was like, oh, I always thought Skyler was a girl. But, you know, one was, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> gave me the spike ball box. And, you know, I played it, you know, with my friends. And we created some crop circles and, and some muddy grass and had an incredible first experience. And who knows if I wouldn't have gotten it, you know, that afternoon, my whole you know, existence butterfly effect could be different. So uh, that's, that's, that's how I came into it. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> A little serendipity for you right there. You know, it, yeah, if exactly. this, then that, um, mm -hmm. I think you kind of touched on one thing that I think sells my students on the game pretty quickly is it's one of the few games 
that I can think of, maybe aside from cricket, that there are no sides. You know, Ooh. there's no there's no out of bounds. It's pretty much once that first serve is hit, it's kind of it's, it. it's kind Game of open on. season. Yeah. You know, it's you can do whatever you want from that point on. So it gives a lot of flexibility, which I think is very cool for for kids. Now, I mentioned kind of at, at the jump that until I saw this, you know, weird hula hoop with a net inside of it at a conference mm-hmm. while I was walking down the hallway, I'd never even heard of the game before. And I feel like the very next morning, every single person who I talked to knew the game, played the yeah. game, loved the game. From your perspective as being involved with the you know with the company and and the ambassadors, can you give us a little insight as to how Spikeball kind of became the quote unquote overnight sensation that it has turned out to be now? Yeah, I mean it's you know really big shout out to our you know the CEO of Spikeball Chris Ruder. Um, he's done a lot to just you know give a lot to the community, especially the PE teachers and just the community in general. Targeted you know youth groups and volleyball and you know other other sports. Uh, that an ultimate frisbee, you know, as a huge adopter of Spikeball, and he just would sponsor their events by giving away sets, and you know, just gave away a ton, ton of product, which you know, in turn gets people active. Um, and you know, that if if you get given Spikeball, you need three other people to play. You know, so there you already have to tell people that way, and then mm-hmm. it's so new and different that people in the park, you know, will stop and ask, "Oh, what is this game? How do you play it?" And, you know, that in and of itself has been such a huge marketing tool uh, for us. And, you know, that's been huge in the PE worlds as well. I, I have the freedom to, you know, give away equipment all the time. And, you know, all the district trainings that we do, we donate the, the equipment that we use. And um, it's, cool. it's, you know, and that, that kind of word of mouth, you know, definitely, definitely helps spread. And, um, you know, our customer service is really good. And we just, we, we try and, you know, good and Spikeball is a you know company is just making this product but they don't necessarily have to try and teach all these teachers or all these students or you know give back to the PE community and make products that they you know want and the fact that they're doing that has I think paid off dividends and we don't know how many of those students uh you know go and learn about Spikeball from our ambassadors that day and then go and buy it on Amazon or Dix you know or, or REI whatever store they buy it at we have no way to track that we know that it's impactful and, you know, it's cool that uh, our, our boss keeps, you know, kind of letting me have free reign and, you know, just trying to get this as big of the PE community as possible. And, you know, I think it's, it's just one of those things that's new, it's fun, it's different. They've been teaching the same sports over and over year after year. And, you know, this is something new and, and unique. I think we need to find a way to, to quantify this impact. Cause we were just yeah. talking before uh, talking offline about this how like how does that happen yeah you know like how in a in a game that was probably primarily played on beaches in northern california like how how does it get introduced in another community and just like totally take over well and i mean there there, there needs to be a way because as skylar was mentioning from one of his colleagues like it, it, it definitely is happening we, yeah. we talk to our students here in you know new york city all the time that yeah soccer and basketball like, those sports are great but when you go to a beach, when you go to a park, when you go to a college campus, these are the things that you're going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not you don't have to be the prototypical, you know, perfect athlete. No. Like anyone can play this game. But as Skylar was mentioning offline, you walk through Central Park, and there is no less than a dozen spike ball sets at any given time. Any you know, so I, I feel like we we need to figure out a way to quantify yeah. after we do a training in New York City. How many kids go out and buy one of these mm-hmm. afterwards? Because the impact you guys are having is enormous. Yeah. 
It's it's crazy, and and that's kind of been one of those aha moments over the last couple of years. Is you know we would go to the beach and we'd be the ones promoting spike ball, but you know you'd occasionally see another group you know that has it, and you have no idea who they are, and you'd start to see that more and more. And you know then you go to the beach and you see. 15 to 20 spike ball nets, you know, all these different groups playing. And, you know, you're not seeing that many people play with the football. You're not seeing that many Frisbees out there. And that's when mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is one of the biggest, you know, movers out there, you know, yeah. products that is getting people to move out on the beach with their, you know, friends and, and all ages, you know, all genders, every, everybody. Um, it's just so accessible. And it, that was just, you know, you're starting to see it more, you know, in public. And that's when it's just like, wow, we're starting to starting to you know grow and you know obviously shark tank was uh you know a big thing uh you know for us in 2015 that definitely put us on the map and yeah just a little show little show yeah yeah and you know little things like that but one of the cool things is a lot of the pr that we've ever gotten you know they've reached out to us we don't really seek it and you know so it's usually just all really positive stuff and it's it's been nice and those you know definitely have a little blip uh and and grow in the community and every time we can get it in front of a bigger audience uh you know the more people see its merits and uh, the more people are going to play and the community is going to get bigger and bigger yeah the the sun comes out and folks with their black spike ball bags backpacks come in to central park and just set up all over the great lawn which it's actually amazing leads me to uh, my next point i think as a pe teacher we're always looking for what are games that kids are going to play after they graduate yeah, in, high school? in the community things that you can do you know not only when you're 15 16 star player but when you know you're 32 and have a kid and have a day to go in the park, you know, like, and this is something that you only need three other people to play Yeah, you, you know, it fits in you know smaller than a uh, one of those foldable camping chair bags mm-hmm. over your shoulder So super super easy to transport. I wonder Skylar is do you have any any additional insight to I'm guessing this was created to be a beach recreation type game How did you guys make this this like onslaught into the world of PE yeah. where it seems like every single school has these now? Well, I think you guys just touched on, you know, one thing that it's it's so easy. We we refer to it kind of as a low barrier of entry to to playing the sport. Is you just mm-hmm. need, you know, this backpack that you can, you know, fit in your shoulder, an area, a small area, you know, you can play in your basement, you can play in the park, you know, you can play wherever. Um, and if you look, you know, as a comparison, tennis courts cost, you know, a hundred grand to build, you know, maybe four or six, and mm-hmm. you have sixteen people max, you know, four per court. And, you know, they also have to have expensive rackets and balls that, you know, die, you know, you know, how many people get to use that recreational space for, you know, that much money or that much time and, you know, that long. And so you, I think that's one thing that we have going for us, you know, and it's why we've grown so much because it's, it's got that low barrier of entry and it kind of breaks down all barriers of, you know, language or community or, you know, resources. And it's a lot like soccer, you know, you you just need, you know, a shoe as a marker and, you know, not even a ball. People blow up, you know, balloons and tape them and you just need a round yep. object. And that's why it's the largest global sport is that, you know, ease of access to it. And obviously we have, you know, a $50 product, but once you get past that, I mean, it's, it's so accessible. You don't, you don't need a basketball standard, you know, which is, you know, another thing that there's so many of those and that's, it's great to see that. And, but mm-hmm. this is something that, you can you can take anywhere if there's not a big recreational space if you don't have a large green space maybe you live in a very you know metropolitan area you can still you can play play off the walls and and, and have an absolute blast uh, you know in a small area and I think that's that's what PE teachers like and um, you know kids see that and like oh wow this is something that I could actually play in my life and it's it's 
there's that ease of access to it. I don't need 14 people to go, you know, play a seven on seven, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's, that's, that's huge for PE. And I think teachers realize that they can play it out so they can play it inside. They can, they can do it wherever and it fits their needs. I love that term that, that, that low barrier of entry. Um, we, again, teach you know, full units on backyard games, things mm-hmm. like Can Jam, Cornhole. Th- again, games that our kids are going to see on Life college courtyards. Absolutely. Yeah, so Even if they've never seen it before, they will see it in just a few short years. But not always easy to lug around you know, two giant wooden boards and a thing of yeah. bean bags or two cans and Frisbees. This, I mean, I can't tell you how many teachers I know who just always have their spike ball set in their trunk because it doesn't take up any space. It sets up in minutes. Uh, I think that's a huge, huge, huge advantage to being able to turn kids on to this. And as they learn to progress and develop those skills, uh, obviously, like anything else, the better you get at it, the more fun it is. So while I'm nowhere near Skylar's level yet, <laughs> I can play with my friends you know, who are at my level and have a blast doing that as well. Yeah, and to speak to that, it's you know what what activities are you going to do if you're – if you're not apt to get out and go do something, right. it's going to be the thing that is easiest to do, the ease of access. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not if if I'm not the greatest tennis player, I'm not going to go to a tennis club and try to rent court space and do all that. But if I'm like kind of an okay spike ball player and the sun is out and I have this in my bag right here, it's super easy. You know, I'll go play out in the front lawn. I'm going to be more apt to go do those things and to move my body. No, you don't have to drive ten minutes to the court. Yeah. to go play right. just something simple as that um i think even to the soccer field you know it's it's something that you can just do really wherever you want we got stuck on the side of the road uh you know behind three three cars <laughs> behind an accident and you know i'd say in the past uh, that's that's happened in my life and i had a hacky sack you know it's fun we're you know yeah. doing hack, but we brought, out, <laughs> we brought out spike ball and we're playing just you know in the middle of the road nobody's moving for a little while and a couple of people thought it was weird, but then there was one car that came up and, and ended up challenging it. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, people, there were a couple of honks, you know, and a couple of cool plays. And, you know, it was just, it was a crazy experience. I wish, I wish we had a camera out there. Um, but uh, just little, little experiences like that, that, you know, I've never really uh, had with, with other sports. It's been just so positive. And you talked about, you know, different, you know, skill levels and, everybody kind of learns together, you know, Oh, wow. I can right. go 360 or I can hit it through my legs. And you kind of discover that, you know, different things happen and you all get better together. And it's, it's, it's a great experience had by all. I, I don't know what your marketing team looks like, but when the time comes to film the first spike ball promotional commercial, I think a traffic jam <laughs> with four guys getting out, playing on the side of the road, being challenged. I mean, you took a miserable experience in someone's day and turned it into a joyous one, just killing time. And, and you know, if, if that's not a ringing endorsement for the sport, I have no idea what is. Yeah, we, I've done that a couple times too in the airport. I tell people, you know, they're like, "Oh, I can't fly back with this," you know, from their PE conference. I'm like, "You can sneak it in your in between your clothes, and and then you know, you can play at the airport. You you got time." And I've played with a couple of airport employees, and you know, at one point, like you know, they, their supervisor was like, "Yeah, you gotta go." And uh, times, you know, they're like, "Hey, this this flight is actually you know gonna un unboard, and uh, you guys gotta move and clear a path." But you know, it's it's just fun. You're just playing with random kids in the airport, and you know, you gotta give it's them a ball away afterwards. And it's it, exactly so. It's, it's something that you can do in a place that you don't normally you know do stuff like that. I think as soon as this is over, we need to get TSA on on the line. Yeah, right. If I know what's the official 
federal line on you know guards coming over to play yeah. spike ball <laughs> on duty. That's fantastic. We we mentioned skill level a little while back, and I actually I just taught spike ball for the first time as a unit last year, and I could not have been more amped up for it. I'm like, this is gonna be this is gonna rock people's worlds. I had so much fun this year. But then I realized most of my kids weren't quite there yeah. just yet. The ball was a little too small. The net was a little too small. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to turn them off of this by thinking it's too hard. If only, if only the <laughs> net was a little bit bigger and the ball was a little bit bigger, this would change people's lives. Now, mind you, I made the adjustment of using just a regular hula hoop yeah. and, and you know a gator skin ball on the floor. Yeah, I, I use the regular spike ball sets, but with a gator skin ball right. instead. Yeah. It sounds like the folks at Spike Ball heard this from, from more than just myself. And now there is a, a rookie set. Yep. Available. Tell us a little bit about that, Skyler. Yeah, so I mean, that's uh, once again shout out to Chris Ruder. I think this is his idea um, of just you know let's you know we came out with the pro set you know for the tournaments uh, a while ago mm -hmm. by asking our top players what would make this the regular set better, uh, more competitive, and you know we ended up making the pro set based on that feedback. Same thinking was used for this rookie set. We heard, you know, this, you know, kind of hearsay. Yeah, it'd be great if it'd be bigger. This is a little too hard for my students, you know, as they get younger. Just, oh, this is a little bit too difficult. They need a bigger net. And so we sent a survey just asking, hey, you know, what do you like about spike ball? Um, you know, how do you use it in PE? Um, and, you know, if you could change anything about spike ball, what would you change? So, Open-ended question survey, I think we offered, you know, six sets for people to participate. And we sent this just our list of PE teachers. I think it was a couple thousand, uh, you know, got 300 responses. And I would say about two-thirds of the responses to that open-ended question of what would you change is make the ball bigger and make the net bigger. So we saw that feedback and, you know, started working on, on prototype and figuring out how it would work and if it would be worth it to make it. And, you know, we thought that it would be. And once we started testing it out a little bit, it, it started to be awesome and it kind of came to life. And I've absolutely loved it. You know, a huge thing is that, you know, it's bigger so you can get more students around the net. So more students, mm -hmm. less equipment. And just that surface area of the net is so much bigger, whether you use a larger ball or, you know, a smaller ball. I, I really like even playing with the smaller ball because they can start to handle that, but they just have so much more net to hit. The success rate goes up. And, you know, when that success rate goes up, especially initially when learning something new, you know, that happiness and, you know, that want to do it is, is going to be increased. And that's what we want for, you know, these lifelong sports. In the exhibition hall in Nashville, we played three on three with the with the regular smaller ball, and it was bananas. Yeah, uh, it was cool. We again we had that the the setup there at the U.S. Games booth in Nashville, and to kind of highlight the the difference, we had the rookie set with a regular set on top, on top of, it, of it, so everyone who walked by could see just how yeah. much bigger it was. You know, the small ball on top of one, the the larger ball on top of the other. And my initial thought was, oh, this is going to be great for upper elementary students, for middle school students, even for you know, high school students that struggle, until I saw a group of teachers come over and play. And you're actually making the game more challenging for your advanced players. Everybody's further apart. Everyone's further yeah. apart, and there's more room to hit. So the ball's going to be in play for a longer period of time, which yeah. makes for more shots, more, more trick shots, difficult shots. It's really it's a win-win for for everyone. I feel well. You have to kind of rework your your like your little touch shots because if you just you know get that little touch shot and it doesn't clear the net, it doesn't count. So right. it's like you, you you now have to rethink how how you're not only getting your opponent to move but where you're placing the ball. So mm -hmm. it's like 
It's crazy. I, I, I completely agree. And I've also found I'm used to, you know, being able to go around the net and hit, you know, back 360 degrees, you know, towards where the defense is not. Yeah, um, but it's, 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 yeah, it's a little bigger. <laughs> I, I did like to jump yeah, over the net. And you got a hurdle. Here. And I, it's, you have to get a definite <laughs> running start. I can't broad jump uh, that, that far. So uh, I'm definitely getting used to that. And, and, you know, so that gives the other, you know, the defense uh, a little bit more time to cover that angle. And like I said, it's, it's been fun. And, I, you know, one another thing that I've really liked to, to do with my friends and, and see it in PE is, is use an actual volleyball uh, on the net. Yep. You just tighten the net and, you know, playing with the actual bumps and the sets. And um, it's it's so awesome. And I love that you guys mentioned using the gator skin balls and just modifying that ball is, is definitely important because uh, other than, I mean, you guys are from New York. You actually may teach or play, you know, handball. Um, you know, yeah, of that's course. That's kind of a thing. Yeah. But I would say in 90% of the country, it's not. Um, and there's really no, no, no you know, in, in Southern California where I am, it still kind of exists, but you know, everywhere else, you know, it, it doesn't. And I think, you know, that's a skill hitting a ball with your hand is something that we, you know, don't really teach or students don't do, you know, really, you always hit it with an implement, an implement, a racket, a paddle mm-hmm. or, or something, you know, even a long sure. badminton racket. So volleyball is really one of the only those sports where you hit the, the ball with your hand. Um, but it's using two hands or your forearms, you know, and the ball's way bigger. So hitting that small spike ball with your hand is a complete new skill for, you know, anybody, even, you know, some of the athletes, you know, the really coordinated ones, you know, struggle because it's a new skill and you have different parts of your hand do different things. And so uh, it's important for them to, you know, learn to control the ball and know that this is a new skill um, and you may not be good at it from the start, but uh, I love that you guys, you know, modify it and make it easier. It's, it's very important. Well, I think it was you, Skylar, who had tweeted – while at Nashville, uh, a group of you know a foursome who was playing spike ball using one of the the inflatable like feather light or or all sport oh, yeah, balls yeah. that stay in the air for mm-hmm. a long time, and I saw that and my I mean cartoon character style, my eyes almost popped <laughs> out of my head. I'm like why have I not That's thought a of great that? Idea. That's instant success <laughs> for almost anyone at any age, yeah. any skill level. Again, while also making it more challenging for the, your advanced players because now the shot that always works for you won't always work. Because the ball is different. The ball's going to hang in the air. So those modifications are so, so key. Not just even in the PE world, but if I want to bring this to a group of my friends who have never played it before, they're going to get turned off if they can't hit the ball. So I, I think those, those modifications are huge for anyone who wants to get involved. Oh, absolutely. And I just gave a, a, a training in for Nashville Public Schools uh, this last Wednesday. And uh, one was or Tuesday and Wednesday. One was secondary and one was elementary. And we talked way more about modifications in elementary and did some different things and <clears throat> this one group of teachers when we were playing they really you know a lot of times i say you know let the ball bounce once per possession you know of the team because if that ball bounces normally hits the ground all right point over we stop and then we start a new point and you know they just kept going you know with the bounce and they kept going one bounce per person and then they even you know started uh just just keeping the point going unless somebody hit the rim and the ball rolled, you know? So the point was going the whole time. They got way more steps, way bigger heart rate than everybody else. And it was just great to see them embrace that because some people just love, I have to play by these rules. What are the tournament rules? I want to play by this, you know, cause they're so right. competitive. Um, but it was just great to see them embrace that. And they had the most fun out of, out of any group cause they got the most touches on the balls and, you know, had the craziest points from, you know, hitting the ball way far off the net is, is awesome to see. For sure. And the, the sets are super resilient, too. They take they take a beating. I know I was there for this story, but it's Mike's story, and I have, like, a, a little bit of an aside for it that happened to me this year, but 
You tell that story. So again, the, the, the very first time I ever saw a spike ball set, I'm at the New York State Conference, and I'm, I'm absolutely floored by this this new gadget, this, this new gizmo I've never seen before. And the rep who was there was talking about how not only is it a cool game, but you know the again the the sets themselves are super super durable. You could do it, you know, you could play it for years. You could even step right on it and step across it, and it's not going to break. And as he's showing me that. The frame actually cracked, and he, I had been watching him do that in like four or five different att- four or five different times of him doing that, and he steps on it, and the leg folds in. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you just set it back up, and boom, boom, boom." So my eyes pop open, his jaw drops, and he goes, "I swear <laughs> to God, it's never happened before." And there was an awkward silence, and then the other rep came out and goes, "But if it ever did, we'd replace it for you for free." <laughs> and I, I will say, knock on wood, none of my sets have ever cracked, bent, anything like that. But Mike has a slightly my aside is that after hearing this story, I'm like, oh, you know, I'll show my kids, you know, we need to treat this equipment with respect. So that way we have all these sets so we can play all at the same time. And, you know, they're pretty resilient and stepping on the thing and trying to angle my foot. So that way I intentionally fold the leg out. And it was the last intro lesson of my last class for my freshman and I step on it, and this thing cracks. I'm like, ah. And they're like, what? You just brought it? like, no. I, <laughs> I've i seen this happen before, and I was trying not to do it. And now I have to tweet a picture at Spikeball and get this thing replaced. But again, I will say the customer service is yeah, top dynamite. Notch. It's second to Absolutely none. Absolutely dynamite. That's, uh, I mean, I've got a little story there. I mean, I've at, you know given these presentations at, at the uh, the Kayford events, and I think it was – might have been two years ago at uh, at the nationals. I mean, there was probably 250, 300 people in this presentation, and I step on the net to show that it's durable and it cracks in front of everybody. And <laughs> I just, you know, oh god, I gotta, what do I do? And I just, you know, go grab another part from you know one of the other sets, and I just go see, and we replace parts for free, and I just click it in and like, <laughs> rewrap, and we go. But uh, you know, it was uh, it was pretty embarrassing, and I, you know, I'd done that 15, 20 times, and it never happened, and probably my biggest crowd, you know, ever, and it, it happened. So. And and I've seen I had one of my tenth graders full out lay out for a ball and land on the net, and the legs just fold out and you just fold it back in yeah. and you just keep going. Now to kind of slightly deviate, but still along the same vein. So I I think what we're trying to get at is that the customer service of Spike Ball is top notch, second to none. One thing that I, I think is relatively new to the website, and you mentioned this before that you know you do trainings all around the country. You have ambassadors who do trainings. Uh, the open folks, when they do their trainings, have the round net modules where yeah. they give full, you know, full sessions on that. But on the Spikeball website, you now have Spikeball 101 educational videos on there that teach the rules, the skills. Tell us a little bit about how that came to fruition. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it started back with just, you know, the curriculum videos that I made is just, you know, my idea was there was no way how to teach people how to play spike ball. So it was, it was cool to, you know, start this and uh, we have the how to play, but, you know, we wanted to see, you know, the, why do you do certain things? You know, why do you want to let the ball get low? Why do you want to stand in this spot and start to get people to understand, you know, the strategy of it, you know, just like you'd teach a pick and roll in basketball. Okay. Well, why do you do this? It creates open space. And so we wanted just to try and educate, you know, those people. And, you know, as spike ball, the company, we're trying to build round net to be this, you know, global sport. And, you know, if we get the Olympics in 2060, that's great, but we, we want to, you know, build those players up, you know, and so we have these beginner players and we get them to intermediate and then advanced and they start playing our tournaments and that's, that's how we do it. So if we can try and help, you know, people get better and, you know, grow the sport and get better at it and 
push the competitive level that uh, only going to be in, in our favor and the sports favor. Uh, yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm hoping to do more and more of those um, and, you know, just break skills down further and, you know, just get people uh, better. And, you know, hopefully I'll be, you know, known as the you know, spike ball coach for as many people as possible. <laughs> it's actually a great tie yeah. into what I was just going to say was that as a teacher, if I don't have the budget or the time to get to my state conference or to have a PD come into my, my district, it's so great to know that I don't have to wait till next year to feel comfortable teaching. I can just go right onto the website start watching these or maybe not even watching them, just uh, project them yeah. and, and have Skylar Bowles in my gym, you know, via the video teaching my kids the overhead pass, the underhead pass, th things of that nature and let that progression take place that way. I played the beginner video the first day that we did it and then I, w I went into my whole opening and then right before we started competitive gameplay, I showed that intermediate video of for advanced skills and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it was, it was a cool way to kind of throw in that progression right before they started playing competitive games. Now, I think I'm saving my last que my my coolest question <laughs> for last. Definitely the first time we've dropped these four letters on our on our on our podcast here. If there wasn't enough evidence that spike ball is truly becoming a a national and a worldwide phenomenon, am I correct, Skylar, that you guys have something pretty cool going on with ESPN coming up in the next few weeks? That is, that is. Uh, so yeah, we've been working with ESPN to, uh, you know, put a couple of our tournaments uh, on air for ESPN2, um, you know, around July 4th and uh, May May 5th. Um, so first we have uh, the Lancaster Tour Stop, um, and that's going to be on May 5th, and I think they're going to be filming it. And then later that day, um, around, I think, 6 p.m., something like that, uh, they're going to air it. And it's just pretty cool that, uh, you know, ESPN started doing some cornhole stuff last year, um, and it was yep, pretty, pretty popular. Yeah. Um, and so they, you know, they wanted to do more, so they explored and reached out to us and, you know, wanted something, I think, a little bit more athletic, you know, because people, you know, people liked it, but people were like, okay, you know, anybody can do this. This isn't you know a sport and uh we're hoping to fill that gap and really show people what round net is and uh you know big tournament in june 30th uh coney island new york um that's always you know summer spike it's you know best tournament and most fun uh and you know usually the biggest uh number of teams so that's that's going to happen and espn is going to be out there we're you know obviously hoping for good good weather so that happens and yeah we're excited yes. to just you know showcase uh, our sport to the world and show people that, you know, it can be played at a, you know, a crazy athletic level and uh, show people what the pros can do. That's pretty cool. You know, talking with a guy who's actually been on ESPN before. <laughs> um, I'm actually in an episode of E60. I don't know. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. um, I do competitive fire department racing and it's, it only happens in New York and there's two, there's two kind of sections of it. And one is motorized racing where guys actually jump off the back of a truck and dig a ladder and climb it. And it's craziness. I run old fashioned, which is all, you know, pulling a cart and doing everything physical based. And it's, it, it's, it's really cool for exposure, but it's also just really cool this to see this thing that you're passionate about, you know, getting, getting the attention by such a big sports organization like ESPN. It's, it's super, super exciting. So. And, and as teachers, we're always looking for that, that external piece. Yeah. You know, this is what we're teaching in class. This is where you can see it, watch it, do it yeah. outside. It's, it's here, so easy. Here it is in the real world right. being played at a high level. But now, uh, instead of just always watching LeBron James or or Mike Trout yeah. or, or Eli Manning, oh, I should probably maybe Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr. instead of Eli Manning. Is little, yeah, maybe. Getting up there in age. But now you can watch guys playing the same game that you enjoy playing in your gym on the worldwide leader yeah. of sports you know, on, on, on cable TV. 
most important question will Skylar Bowles himself be competing make in either of these tournaments or make an appearance oh yeah so I was you know my past uh, partner Sean Boyer uh, you know we won a couple of national championships together our plan was to come back for this tournament it was our first tournament <laughs> we ever played together um, and it was a whole big thing and I was very excited uh, but he just uh, ditched me because he's actually going to be the commentator uh, for the oh, SPN. So, you know, totally they, worth they, though. Yeah, they have their own commentator, <laughs> and, then, and then Spike Ball, you know, picked one and they liked him the most. So, you know, he now he's guaranteed to be on TV, and I'm uh, I'm stuck, you know, trying to find a good partner so I can uh, I can see if I can make some noise and uh, and make it happen. So I'm playing with uh, an old partner, Buddy Hammond, who's uh, kind of an old rival and, and and good good friend, and we've never lost on sand together. Um, so should be should be decent, and got some kind of old old Spike Ball history in there. So I'm hoping to make it on TV because I've always uh, wanted to be on ESPN. Of course, that's cool. So hopefully everyone <laughs> across the country, you know around the world who's listening to this tune in uh we'll definitely have those dates on our show notes as mm -hmm. well so you can keep you know keep abridged of that selfishly for us being here in the new york city area i'm going to try to get as many kids as i can to come out to watch at coney island you know, coney island around the fourth of july is a huge 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 happening scene the weather's we usually having, great we should be having a youth division as well um you know we're starting cool. to have uh, youth divisions everywhere so you know all you new york city teachers uh, June 30th is where it's at. It's going to be an incredible day on the beach. And uh, if you're looking for an end of the year field trip or, or something like that uh, to bring your gym class to, Summer Spike is where it's at. June 30th, Coney Island. As soon as I send Skylar on his way, I'm looking at how to get kids <laughs> yes. registered for this because I actually can think of kids who yeah, might want to be absolutely. interested in this. I have four in my head right now. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, I little little behind the curtain stuff. We've been try I, I've been trying to get Skylar. Yeah. In a conversation, I, I pretty much since the day I met him for you know two or three years, he's an obscenely busy individual between all the travel, the tournaments that he competes in. We're actually holding him up from going on a hike in Southern California right now because you know he's in California and it's not forty degrees and rainy like it is here. Skyler, thank you so so much for carving out a few minutes of your day for dropping some spike ball knowledge on us and for hopefully giving us the gateway to seeing you on national television competing in just in just a few more weeks. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And, you know, I just really want to thank you guys and, and what Open has done. You know, you guys have shared Roundnet, uh, you know, and Spikeball with the PE community, you know, just as much, if not more than I have, uh, you know, the modules that you guys make and give it away for free. It's it's incredible. And I, I think it's, you know, the, the Roundnet ones have been downloaded 10,000 times. So just kudos to the Open team. I love that you guys offer this service. Um, and, you know, you guys give back to the PE world uh, and, you know, don't ask too much in return. So I'm just happy that, uh, you know, we kind of have this little partnership going and you know much love all around for sure man nice. absolutely if you folks have any additional questions about whether it's ambassadorship or how to get skylar to come to your school or how to get open to come to your school please don't hesitate to reach out um again we'll, we'll plug all of skylar's information contact information on the show notes so if you want to reach out to him directly you can get that done if you have questions for us here on the show we're always available by email at openforumpod at gmail.com if you have more specific questions just for mike or myself i'm always available on twitter at phys freak and i'm at coach miller pe i know this is probably going to be our our highest downloaded episode yeah. this is i mean i could go on for another hour and a half at least talking about this definitely reach out with questions comments we love interacting with people who are listening we truly want to keep this show an open forum so get your spike ball nets out the weather should be getting nicer soon and until next time stay active everyone Cheers. Thanks, guys.
This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphyzed.org.